the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Hello, hello. I'm Rob Black. Talking money, investing, and more. Stocks slide today. Where do we go? I don't know. We could slide at the open, move higher at the end of the day. I'm representing the open part of the day. If you're listening to the podcast at Apple iTunes under Rob Black and Your Money, then you may be listening in the afternoon or even tomorrow or the next day. So who knows what you're getting out of this show. But we went lower to start. We were near records. We closed at records yesterday. Big day yesterday. Biggest day since November. Up 300 points. 300 points. Woo! Today, not so much. But we're also not falling apart. Um, big news, Amazon has unveiled a short list of a long list of 20 potential cities for HQ2. Um, big news, Apple announced yesterday that they're going to repatriate a ton of cash, like all of it from the overseas markets. They're going to get hit with a $38 billion tax bill, which they don't mind. They'd rather get hit at a lower tax rate than where it was you know, just two months ago iPhone maker said it will also make $30 billion in capital expenditure investments over the next five years. They will contribute $350 billion to the U.S. economy. Um, they, too, are going to open up a new headquarters. Not a new headquarters. Ah, be careful, Black. You can make a mistake like that. They're going to have another corporate campus somewhere in America to help service technical support. Uh, my bet is it's going to be somewhere like Atlanta. Um, that has cheap labor and more than willing to negotiate. Atlanta's not a bad place to buy a home. It's not a bad place to buy an investment home, especially if Amazon or Apple end up there. Uh, Do some homework, please, 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 please. Don't just take my word for it. Netflix original content, like Stranger Things, is going to allow it to raise prices uh, more than expected. Some analysts have about a 20% higher number than where it is right now. We are facing a potential government shutdown this week, Friday at midnight. Will that cause a market sell-off? It might. I don't know what causes market sell-offs. I was speaking with an engineer in television this morning before the show started, and uh, he's like, hey, how much more does this market have? I'm like, well, it's up 5% in like two weeks. And let's do the whole 52 weeks kind of game in our head. And yeah, I think the market's getting up 120 to 140 percent for the year. And he looked at me he's like, "You're kidding, right?" I'm like, "I'm kidding." Uh, we don't go straight up like that. Um, a lot of the things that have pushed the market up so far, so fast in the last nine years, but especially in the last uh, 12, 13 months, have been things like we're going to do infrastructure spending. Where's that trillion dollars going to come from? Higher taxes? No, we're doing lower taxes. Government's going to actually pull in less money. Is it going to come from repatriation of foreign money? Maybe some of it. Um, 
So I, I see a lot of the good already baked into the market. And the farther we go up from here, the faster. Just means the bull market ends at some point sooner rather than later. Um, I'm good with it. So it kind of stinks because I wish you know the gains came at the end of the year after I've already maxed out my 401k. But it is what it is. Um, I don't t- try to time the market. I'm happy that we hit an all-time high yesterday. Um, am I thrilled to hit an all-time high? No, because I'm not in retirement. Amazon said it's narrowed its list of places it's going to put a second headquarters. Atlanta, Austin, Boston. Atlanta, Georgia, Austin, Texas, Boston, Massachusetts, Chicago, Columbus, Dallas, Denver, Indianapolis, L.A., Miami, Montgomery County, Maryland. Um, that's kind of a dark horse. Um, it's outside D.C. and outside Baltimore, so it's not a horrible idea. I see what they're trying to do. Um, Nashville, Newark, New York City, Northern Virginia, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, Raleigh, uh, Toronto, and Washington, D.C. D.C. seems like maybe if they're trying to get some sort of government play, because it's just so expensive. So you throw in, like, D.C., L.A., Boston, and it's just they're all too expensive for my vote. Again, it's not my vote. Toronto's kind of a dark horse because they're obviously Canadian. Good day. A, take off, you hoser. Let's go out on the pond and play some hockey. Um, so you got a lot going on there. Um, Amazon got petitioned by 238 cities. Like, hey, we would like you to move your offices here. And some of them were like, hey, we got beautiful women. We've got horses. We've got trees. We've got no taxes. We've got high taxes. Um, and such. So the area that could get it, um, Charlotte Raleigh, North Durham, area of North Carolina, probably best matched for Amazon's criteria, um, and or something like Hotlanta. Um, so I don't see um, Northern Virginia getting it. I, I just, it's so expensive, but I, I don't know. So I'm not part of the process. That's pretty darn obvious. Correct. We are. You are correct, sir. Hi-oh. Let's take a look at some of the other stories out there of the day. If we can. Um, The bad housing starts number. There's a lot of builder demand. I think home builders are are an investment this year. I think banks are an investment for the year. I think oil is. I think home improvement companies like Lowe's or Home Depot, uh, lumber liquidators, what are some other ones? Maztec, uh, Kirkland's, not Kirkland like Costco. Kirkland's is a specialty retailer of home decor. Temper Sealy, they make mattresses. Anytime you you up you upgrade your mattresses, and with all the mudslides and houses burning down in California, yeah, gotta get a mattress. So uh, it's kind of a no brainer. U.S. weekly jobless claims came in at 220,000. That's a 45-year low. That's pretty darn good. We are at what's considered full employment at 4.1%. There's about 5.9 million job openings right now. And uh, it's tough to imagine that number getting any better. With that being said, it's a pretty darn good number. You're darn tootin' it is. Um, what else is out there? Maybe we have this government shutdown. Maybe we don't. Could that cause a 3 to 5% correction? It could. Um, Bitcoin is stabilized after having a rough two days. Um, and they probably shook a lot of weak hands out. And a lot of people who are seasoned investors will probably say something along the lines of, yeah, we didn't really want them around anyway. 
Um, and I get that. I'm not a Bitcoin investor. Sorry. You must go elsewhere. Um, every now and then I see something that's just flat out stupid. Billionaires spend millions on luxury tanks. I see a headline like that. I'm like, we, we need to fix. We need to fix this. We need the, the stupidity must stop. We have a situation where people are starving in the world. Not as much as they used to, but um, luxury tanks. I understand the need for having a tank in your yard. I get it. But a luxury tank? Or a mackerel. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and your money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. Bill Gates is a pretty smart dude. Whether you like him or not, I get it. I get it. Uh, when I first moved to the Bay Area, I saw, you know, placed this plate that said MSFTSUX. I'm like, I get it. Microsoft sucks, you know. Um, I saw text uh, license plates like uh, Boo, B-O-O, A-O-L. Um, I get it. But 15 years ago, Bill Gates wrote a book called At the Speed of Thought. 1999. Keep in mind the iPhone just turned 10. Okay? So this is pre-iPhone. And he made some predictions in this book that I recently looked at. And they're pretty fascinating. He predicted automated price comparison services. Automated price comparison services will be developed, allowing people to see prices across multiple websites. And you can now do that with Nextag, Pricegrabber, and Microsoft's Bing or Google or Amazon. He talked about mobile devices. He said people carry around small devices that will allow them to constantly stay in touch and do business from wherever they are. They'll be able to check the news, see flights that they've booked, get information from financial markets, do anything they want for these devices. So 15 years later, we have smartphones, smartwatches, speakers like Amazon Echo. 15 years ago, he said instant payments and financing online um, and better health care through the web. Uh, his prediction was people pay their bills, take care of their finances, and communicate with their doctors over the Internet. We were all slow to pay our bills online. And then we're like, ah, screw it. I'm just going to set it up through my bank account and have it automatically done every month. Awesome. I went through all my bank accounts yesterday just to kind of monitor them and make sure that I'm getting paid what I'm supposed to be paid and making sure I'm supposed to get discounts or I'm supposed to get discounts. But he was right, you know. Uh, we changed healthcare. Uh, tech hasn't been able to change healthcare yet, but it's it's evolving, and it's the number one focus, I think, right now in Silicon Valley. Um, Uber's changed transportation. ZocDoc is trying to make it easy to find a doctor and scheduling easier. There's companies like One Medical and Ford who are trying to change what the doctor's office is like by offering monthly memberships for online and data-driven healthcare. So there's PayPal, there's Venmo, there's Lending Club making your payments. He talked about personal assistance in the Internet of Things. Personal companions will be developed. 15 years ago, he said this. They will connect and sync with all your devices in a smart way. It will inform all your devices, uh, or your purchases and your schedule, allowing them to automatically adjust to what you're doing. And there's virtual voice assistants like Google's Assistant, Amazon Alexa. They're moving in this direction. Uh, smart devices like Nest collect data on your daily routines and automatically adjust your house's temperature. It's pretty cool. I have a, a Nest, and I like to sleep cold at night, so I like it at 65 or, you know, lower. That's fine by me. Um, when I stay in hotels, I, I crank the air conditioning. I like cold. And uh, every month I get an email from Nest, and it tells me, 
Hey, you used 130 hours of gas last month. What's what's what are you doing? You're going crazy. And, uh, I'm like, damn, you're right. Online home monitoring is something that Bill Gates predicted 15 years ago. Constant video feeds of your house will become common. It's increasingly common in companies like Canary, Ring, Netgear, um, Nest, all make cameras that let you view the feed from your phone. And it's going to send a push alert when there's a human in the view. Social media is big. He predicted this. He said private websites for your friends and family will become common, allowing you to chat and plan for events. Like, why didn't he come up with Facebook? <laughs> you know, he came up with the idea or he wrote the idea down. But Facebook, WhatsApp, Instagram, Snapchat, Line, Slack, and plenty of other apps give you easy access to, you know, your friends, large and small. He talked about automated promotional offers. And I love it when I get a, a flight uh, email from like Alaska or Hawaii and saying, hey, you can go to Hawaii for 150 bucks if you're willing to leave on a Wednesday and come back on a Tuesday. Like, I'm willing to do that. Um, but he said software that knows when you've booked a trip and uses the information to suggest activities at the destination, uh, getting discounts, offers, and cheaper prices for all things that you want to partake in. So companies like Expedia and Kayak, Google and Facebook do that, Airbnb. Live sports discussion sites it was a prediction by Bill Gates 15 years ago. And while watching a sports competition on television, services will allow you to discuss what's going on live. And I think that's called Twitter. And you can leave comments at ESPN in real time on sites like ESPN. So he said a lot of things. Uh, one of them, which was kind of interesting that I still don't like, but he, it's kind of interesting. He talked about links to sites during live TV. And his prediction was that television broadcast will include links to relevant websites and content that complement what you're watching. And, you know, all you got to do is turn your television on now. And you see most of these commercials today has a call out to asking the viewer to go to a website or Twitter or scan a QR code, um, add it to Snapchat. It's weird to see a broadcast without a website linked at all at this point in time. So I don't know. Uh, Bill Gates in some cultures is a hero. In other cultures, he's part of the evil empire. And uh, I find that interesting. Another thing I find interesting is Reed Hoffman. He's tied towards LinkedIn, one of the founders. He's a big guy. If you had hundreds of millions of dollars, um, wouldn't you want to live as long as you can? And maybe maybe he's got a, a diet issue. Maybe I'm body shaming. Um, maybe rich people are allowed to be obese, morbidly obese. But um, the word morbid's kind of crazy. <laughs> Speaking of obese, hilarious yesterday that uh, the Donald Trump physical came out. And he's one pound from being obese, but he's also six foot three, when in reality, he's probably six or five eleven. This is a fine-tuned so, machine. It's weird when a doctor will, you know, cover up for you. Do you think he even got on a scale? Or do you think he told the doctor, here's how much I weigh? Here's, he's, he, like, he pulls out a, a tool for measuring height, and he goes, no, 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 here's what my height is. So I think he wrote the answers for the doctor kind of thing, Huge. Right? Huge. I know. Thank you. And let him say the United States and tell me he didn't have a stroke when he said this. The United States. <laughs> That's the best. Uh, I'm not political. That's one thing that I am not. So uh, anyway, Reed Hoffman runs LinkedIn. and Bill Gates prediction said that uh, online recruiting would happen. And sites like LinkedIn allow users to upload resumes and find jobs based on interest and needs. And recruiters can search, you know, based on specialized skills. So would these things happen? With that out there, I'm Rob Black. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, uh, blah, 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 Rob Black Show, and, of course, Rob Black Show. Uh, That's right, Jack. 
Find me at robblackshow.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Can I interest you in a stock idea or two? Get ready, ladies and gentlemen. Home remodeling is projected to grow at the fastest pace in more than a decade this year. Leading indicator of remodeling activity, which is produced by the Joint Center of Housing Studies at Harvard, suggests that homeowner spending on improvements and repairs will be close to $340 billion in 2018. That's 7.5% higher than last year. I've got a home in California that I'm like, wow, I got such a low mortgage on it. I got such a low mortgage rate. It's funny I said a low mortgage. And I'm thinking about with that mortgage that I have, I could have three or four homes in other states. But that's not the point. I need new closets. I'm going to be doing some remodeling. I'm part of this survey. That's going to be the biggest annual increase, like I said, since the final quarter of 2007 when the Great Recession began. It could boost not only the industries that service such activity, but also the broader economy. Wow. So who are the winners here? Let me, let, let me think, let you think about this for just a moment. Who are the winners? Well, that's a good question. If you're going to be strapping on a tool belt, who's the big winner? Hmm. Home Depot. Lowe's. Sherwin-Williams. Uh, Mastech. Um, anyone who does flooring. So that's the big winners. Paint companies and restoration companies and like Home Depot and, and such. First time home buyers tend to buy homes that need repair and remodel. So as we see and as we anticipate this happening with millennials coming into age where they start to form families, children's or pets or whatever a family might look for, uh, they're looking to improve their home. So it extends the recovery. The single-family housing starts, home price indices, and existing home sales suggest when you take all of them into place, there's lean inventory and fewer options for people who want to trade up. So instead of trading up, let's get some new closets, get a little bit more. Let's put in a new patio. Let's uh, take out the old driveway that's fallen apart and put a new driveway in. There's your play. CFP Chad Burton does a morning show here Mondays through, well, not even Mondays through Fridays, just Tuesdays and Wednesdays and replays on Fridays. It's from 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. It's called New Focus on Wealth. New Focus on Wealth. Today's Thursday. He was sitting in for me because I sat in for him yesterday. Today he talked about stocks. Let's listen to a little CFP Chad Burton from his show this morning. What I was also talking about before is people try to get into this, the market, and if they haven't been, are trying to go beyond their risk tolerance, fear of missing out, so they're getting in now. Those are the same people that tend to get hit with a correction. Um, and then sell and make those actual mistakes. You have to set a goal uh, of asset allocation. And if you're five years away from retirement or less, part of your goal should be, I need three years worth of what will be my portfolio draws in safe money and the rest in a portfolio. And if most of your retirement assets are in a 401k, that's fine. You can create the cash inside your 401k. If you're over 59 and a half, you should be able to even roll some money out of your 401k to be able to put it somewhere else, to get it more diversified or even FDIC insured money market for that safe money. If you are in that situation, you think you're stuck in your 401k, you're probably not. So just give me a call or shoot me an email, chat at chadburton.com. The other thing to think about too is, is how you're funding your retirement. Um, you know, taxes are likely going to go up and 
high-income earners are living longer and turning Social Security into a good deal, and even Medicare, that for that matter, into a good deal. There's an article in Bloomberg in the personal finance area called The Rich Are Living Longer and Taking More from Taxpayers. Kind of a, you know tough article because, you know, obviously if you're rich, you've paid a ton of taxes. Um, so the issue here is that, look, it's really cheap to eat terrible and get fat and unhealthy. That's that's a problem that we have right now is that it's super, super cheap on dollar menus to go to places and fill up and feel full on really garbage food. And that can affect how well you can work later in life. 55 on up. And if you're low income and you're not saving and you're also eating very, very unhealthy, it's just, it's a disaster waiting to happen. Um, and that's what I talk about all the time. If you're, you're driving right now, listening to the show and you're wondering why I can't save retirement yet you're driving a really nice BMW or why can't I save retirement because, but you have cigarettes and, you're drinking, you know, five six dollar coffee every day, every morning, maybe twice a day. That's your problem right there. But what this is also creating is this big divide between in our economy, and it's getting worse. The stock market wealth goes up, real estate wealth goes up. But if you haven't been able to participate because you don't have the excess cash to do that, you're in a tougher position. What that means is that taxes are likely to going to go up. We have this tax cut. If we don't grow the economy at 4% plus for the next several years, our debt's going to increase and taxes will eventually go up. Taxes are so low right now, even people in California at high income should consider at least putting a portion of their money into the Roth side of their 401k if they're not eligible for a Roth IRA. And on January 16th, that show, that podcast, if you want to go to chadburton.com, I talked in depth about that, how the new tax brackets work, um, how they've been expanded and lowered. And people in California right now are thinking, oh, I'm going to pay way more taxes. If you've been, if you look at the second page of your tax return, your 1040, and you see a line called AMT, and that line has a large number in it, that's alternative minimum tax. You've been losing those deductions anyway. Um, so don't just, uh, you know, it, hopefully we'll get some software out soon that people can actually run the numbers a little bit better. But, um, Look, you, th- th- that's why that whole show is based on funding Roth IRAs and also from the date of retirement to age 69, do some partial Roth conversions every year to build up that tax-free account so that in the future, you can control your tax bracket, lower required minimum distributions out of your 401ks and IRAs, um, tax-free account that you can draw on, which will help you pay 0 to 10% on the capital gains and dividends tax. It, it's complicated. Retirement planning has a lot to do with tax planning, but because of the situation, we're, we're going to see in the future more surcharge, surtaxes, I guess you could say, on things like Social Security and Medicare, where higher income people are going to earn even more. We already see it on Medicare Part B, where if you have income in excess of $400,000 a year, you pay, instead of $134 a month, you pay well over $400 a month. And that can mean if you sell something, you, you know, make, have a large income, um, especially right when you turn 65 right after, uh, you end up getting penalized for several years. Now, you can fight that if you sell a large rental property, for example, and that is a big tax event that throws your adjusted gross income way up to where you have to pay that higher premium for Medicare Part B. If it's a loss of an income property, you can fight that if your income is going to go down as a result. But the other thing to consider, too, is how tax loss harvesting works. Now, tax loss harvesting is where... 
you get through you know the year and you look at all of your positions in your taxable account and maybe one or two out of your 20 positions is down. So you say, okay, I'm going to sell that, stay out of that position for 31 days, and that way I'll be able to use the loss to offset any other gains. If you have other gains, it's a good idea. But if you don't, the question is, do you really want to do that? Because right now we're at the lowest capital gain structure I've ever seen, 0, 10, and 15, and 20%. Capital gains will probably go up in the future. So a lot of times if you sell that stock and you take the loss and then you buy it back 31 days later, that ETF or that fund, you're resetting your cost basis to a lower number. And if you then hold that position for years and years and finally sell it when capital gains are much higher, did it really get you anywhere? And I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing in more. That was CFP Chad Burton. Find him at newfocusfinancial.com. Um, Apple's going to hire 20,000 people, open a new campus, pay $38 billion on a tax bill from overseas profits. Netflix original content is going to allow it to raise rates and uh, costs will be passed on to you. Morgan Stanley likes that, thinks that the stock has room to move higher because of it. Isn't it crazy how Wall Street works? It is. It is. Investors have hit pause right now. We went from 25,000 to 26,000 faster than we've ever gone a thousand point move on the Dow. And it's time to pause. With that said, that's okay. We're up 5% halfway through the first month of the year. You're not getting that at a bank. You didn't get that in your house. It's time to let a nice pause that refreshes. Um, Is that true? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we don't refresh from it. Maybe we all die. But the 10-year treasury's creeped up to 2.6%. Um, yields are inversely to prices, and uh, that means borrowing gets a little bit more expensive. Whether it's you on a credit card, whether it's you on a mortgage, whether it's Apple for a corporate bond that they go out and build a, a, a building with, borrowing costs get more expensive, and that slows economies. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. We are not in a slow economy right now. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. I just talked a little bit about some retail stocks tied towards housing that you could invest in. Let's talk a little more housing right now with Tony Mendez from BayAreaLoanSource.com. Joining me now? Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. That's BayAreaLoanSource.com. Let's talk a little bit about money and real estate and marriage. Um, I think earlier I w- I've been talking to you about, like I have a friend who, she was engaged for all of her 20s, and it just wasn't going anywhere. It wasn't going to happen. She was a spend- She was a saver. He was a spender. And uh, next thing you know, she dumps him. Then she starts dating a lot of guys. And then she settles down with one guy. And they have a fun six months. Um, they get engaged. They get married. They have a baby. And now, next thing, you know what's going to be? It's going to be a house, right? Because she's going to start going, you know, you made, you made a baby. You made a baby, so you better earn more money. You better earn more money. And get me a big house for this baby. I want neighbors. I don't want apartment neighbors. I want single-family house neighbors. I know you're saying, who's that an impression of? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> But you probably really see that on occasion, young couples with a, a baby. It's not quite like that, but yeah, we we do see that. It's definitely, I would consider one of the most the, the number one motivation to buy a house for uh, a couple. Okay, um, and it's a way to spend a lot of money, and it's a way to. It's kind of interesting because if you haven't shown you hers, no, if you haven't shown you yours to hers, and she hasn't shown hers to you, 
you're going to start seeing each other's credit reports. You're going to start seeing each other's bank accounts. You're going to start seeing each other's financial statements. And maybe that's the first time married couples, you know, when buying a home is that they kind of start seeing joint finances. We don't see that that often, fortunately. Okay. Um, I think it's important that if you're a couple and you're looking to buy a house that you act like you own a house before you buy a house. Okay. Uh, and that includes your financials. Uh, very rarely are we going to find somebody who doesn't know something about the other person. Um, it, it's every once in a while. It's a perk of our business. I think it's it's sometimes kind of cute that uh, the the guy or the girl goes, "Oh, that! Oh, I didn't know about that," um, or that credit card. Uh, more often, we find people that just don't know their credit at all. Right, um, and that's the scary part is is people do jump into transactions still to this day. Which is which is amazing that have no idea what's on their credit. They don't know what their credit score is. They don't know how much debt they have. Um, some some people make too much money and they think that they don't don't need to pay attention to their credit. We see that a lot, and uh, and then they wonder why we're pushing them towards a portfolio product that doesn't have the best rates. It's because your credit. Uh, why'd you get FHA loan? Because your credit. Um, but we don't see that that often where married or couples aren't that involved. I think couples very on in the dating process should have a date where they're sober and they each pull each other's credit reports, print them out, hand it over to the other person and take a look-see. And it'll show your job history. It'll show um, what sort of credit accounts you've opened and closed in the past. Maybe you're a joint account with somebody else that you didn't know you were. There you go. Who are you a joint account with? Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> a little too soon. Um, but also I think after that, after you look at each other's credit and see where, you know, They've fallen. Take a look into their, ask them their philosophy. I think one of the best questions I could ask you, so I could learn about you, and I'm not saying we're a couple or anything like that, but if we were, I would say, what did your mom and dad teach you about spending, saving, and philanthropy? Uh, CFP Chad Burton, he has his kids give 10% of their allowance to charity. I wouldn't dare think about that because I didn't do that. Um, But he's more charitable than I am, and I just don't want kids... I want kids to enjoy their money. I want them to kind of like start thinking about what they're going to spend it on and go to Dave and Buster's and spend it all and then go, how do I get more money? How do I refresh? And that's something that I hate about Dave and Buster's. They now have those cards that have the credits on it, not even the tokens. There's not even real money anymore. It's all on plastic. I haven't been to Dave and Buster's in a long time, but uh, I, I get the idea. I think the, another question you should ask a new, a new love is, what's your financial background? How have you arrived at conclusions on spendings and savings? How has handling money been an issue for you in the past? Have you ever been deceived about money in a prior relationship? Because I think that's, I think, I remember dating in my 20s and I would like fly to Miami and I'd pay for the girlfriend kind of thing. I was trying to impress her. And there's only so much money in your 20s. Um, And then it runs out and you have to like replenish it and go to work and figure out ways to save back up, uh, rob a bank, whatever it is you do. Um, so, but you're not seeing a lot of that with, with young couples cause, uh, you're a mortgage lender. I'm sure you see, well, I, some I, I think there's cars. reality is really kicked in for people that are looking for houses. Okay. Um, you know, the home prices are up and rates are low. They, they see year over year values continue to rise. Um, and they've been sitting on the sidelines. They've been renting, having trouble saving down payment and, you know, they may get some pressures from family or or a child comes into the picture and they want the extra room. They want the better school. And that's a, another driving motivation. Um, and that reality kicks in and they start thinking sooner. They start checking their credit. They they, they look at their income. We, we really are seeing a 
um, a trend of more and more people being more involved with their their finances uh, coming to, uh, to the table with a, a, a purchase. I'm, the, the the circumstances where people don't know what's going on with their credit or with their finances is is getting rarer and rarer, but it still happens. It's um, all, all I can say about a home loan is to start early and work with somebody that you trust. I mean, that's that's the basic philosophy in getting a home loan. And if you have to start a year or two early, so, sometimes it matters. Let's say you're self-employed, Rob, yeah. and you've been um, changing jobs. You've gone from self-employed to W-2, to, and then you went to contract, and you had a temp, temp job. Those things matter. And um, if you're a spouse... And you're seeing that happen. Maybe you have to have that talk and say, I need you, you know, we, we, we've talked to a, a mortgage guy and he says, you know, two years employment. We, we can't go from self-employed W2 to self-employed. We can't see that kind of history. You're listening to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.